Yo, what's going on? This is the Barber Life Podcast. It's your boy, Jake Cuts Fresh. You can find me at jakecutsfresh.com and on Instagram and Twitter at jake underscore cuts underscore fresh. On this episode, I got one of my clients turned friends. Uh, his name's AJ, very interesting person. And I also realized I have back-to-back AJ episodes. Very interesting. So hope you like it. Stay tuned. Check it all out. Anything, of course, hit me at jakecutsfresh at gmail.com. Love to answer questions. Peace. Is this sounds like you got a lot of uh, background noise? Is that true, or you, you no? I turned I turned everything off. <laughs> <laughs> you might be in the shower. All right, hold on. Let me turn off this. Does that sound better? Yeah. Okay. What the, was that a fan? An air conditioner. What the hell? Yeah, you know you got to sweating. Yep. Okay. Time to get sweaty, buddy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so anyway, uh, you know who I am. Let me introduce my man, AJ. Uh, I met this man uh, cutting hair. As Anybody that's been on this podcast, that's how I met, that's how I met you. <laughs> um, the reason I want to do a show with you is because we really just connected creatively. Um, we, we, understand, uh, we understand the ways of the modern world of business, and uh, we, we tend to build and, and, and link off each other pretty good. So uh, why don't you tell the world who you are, man? Yeah, uh, my name is AJ Rebecca. Uh I am a photographer, and I host a podcast, co-host podcast called uh, "Should I Go See It" with my buddy Bill. And uh, yeah, man, I met I met you. Geez, what is it? Almost four years now, three years now. Yeah, uh, you, yeah. You cut you cut uh you cut hair for the groomsmen for my buddy Enio's wedding. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, and I feel like as soon as we kind of like made that connection, shot the shit, it was like instant. Like he gets it. Like he just we just connected on a whole bunch of stuff, and uh, yeah, it's, ever since then you've cut hair at my own wedding. I've been, you know, we 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 use our time in the chair not only just to you know obviously to make me look pretty, but <laughs> you know we we talk about business, we talk about being creative, we talk about mentoring people and building people you know it isn't just about running a business it's about you know making people better and you know we just we just connect really well and it's a pleasure to be on uh, the podcast man thank you for having yeah, me. yeah absolutely yeah i mean that's the thing is like um i guess i guess why i always kind of say i have like one of the best jobs ever is like yeah this i'm just i'm at work <laughs> like 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 this conversation we're having right now through this but Usually this is the same conversation we have while I'm at work, just cutting hair, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, man, so the, yeah, because when I was up at Enyo's wedding and we were doing all those, I don't know, I did like, I don't know, five or seven haircuts or something, but that was really kind of my first time, like really bringing like the barbershop to another venue and doing haircuts. And, um, you know, I remember you had like a ton of questions about like how we did stuff, but not just to like make small talk you were like genuinely interested in it and you're like oh yeah because like you know this barbershop over here and and this barbershop over there and and uh yeah i just really like this about that and, and it was like okay this dude really appreciates barbering it's kind of like in hip-hop where I there's, do. Like the, there's the artists but more important than the artist or just as important as the artist is the connoisseur you know what I mean? It's like yeah, and then that's kind of what I was like. Oh, this dude's kind of like a like a. I always consider myself like a great hip hop listener. I'm just such a great listener, <laughs> you know. And like, this dude's like a hip hop <laughs> listener, but like for the barber world. So, um, yeah, it was just 
the thing with the thing with that is that like not not only were you just a super cool dude and you respected everyone no matter age cut whoever came in the room you're super friendly but i never saw the perspective of you know when 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 people get married and and women you know get ready they have the hair and the makeup and it's a whole thing and that's awesome like they've been doing that for years and then to see you come in and say okay well the girls are getting treated well how about we have a couple cigars and have some cuts and just hang out i was like oh my god like how the hell has someone not tapped into this yet like this is amazing you know such a good idea that like you know i brought you back for my wedding because it was an experience that everyone spoke about because it wasn't just about getting a haircut it was taking something that was done for years and decades in in a similar way and just flipping it yeah that was that was kind of cool because i had always wanted to do that and, and and for those of you listening, you're probably like, what's the big deal? You went up and did some haircuts. It was different than that. I brought a whole chair up there. I had I had my towel. I, I, I created a barbershop out of a hotel space. You know, um, It's crazy. We even moved the mirrors to, like, hang off the couch so we could have, like, a mirror in the booth. <laughs> and and I, so I got to credit Ennio for that because I was talking about it with him, and he's the one who was like, nah, man, this is what he kind of he kind of was like. Oh, he'll do he's it. Like, no, yeah. Don't call his yeah, bluff. This, this is what you're doing. I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah. He's like, How would you trust yeah. I'm like, I don't even know, man. Like, you know, <laughs> I, you know, I gave, I gave you guys a pretty similar price, but like, I really like after I after I did your wedding, I had so much fun at that, and I was like, dude, like once I figured out how to, um, I took the mirror and I put like the command strips on it, and put that on yeah. the wall, and it was like exactly Game like changer. a barbershop. I was like, okay. I could get three. I could get two of these mirrors, two of these chairs. I could throw them in like a sprinter van, and I could, That's I could it. you know, decal the hell out of that thing, man. Get it all lettered up, and we could just be doing this on the side, like you know. You could. I do. That's when we get off the phone in the next haircut. That's how we're gonna we're gonna talk about. Well, it's that. yeah, it's it's getting there. I've, <laughs> I've been pricing out the vans and trying to figure out what's the best one to get, and you know, asking people who have them if they like them, and you know, because. If even if that even if that van just gets lettered and literally sits in the parking lot at the barbershop, it that's it. It's fruit. It's, it's better than it's better than that. Yeah, it's better than what I'm doing right now. <laughs> so yeah, the 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 thing that drew me in, like you know, when I when I met you for that first time and that experience in the barbershop. So prior to me being in Ennio's wedding is for a couple of years. I lived in the South. I lived in Savannah, Georgia, and then I lived in San Francisco for a little bit. And in both locations both the, the South and on the West coast, the barbershop was literally a hub of the community. You know, I've, we've talked about this before, but right. I never really realized it until I walked in and I was like, Oh wow. Like these barbers are the mayors. They know everything that's going on inside and out. You know, it was crazy. And when I walked, when I walked into my last barbershop, when I lived in, 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 um, in San Francisco in Daly City, you know, I, I yelped, you know, best barber shops. And it was a it was I, I walked in, I'll never forget it. I walked in and it was like, you know, in a movie, an eighties movie where the record skips, it scratches. Oh, yeah. It was just Asian dudes and black dudes and then just me, this tall, friggin' lanky white kid with tattoos. And I'm just waving around, you know, like anyone wanna give me a haircut? You know? And they could have turned me away. They could have made me feel like shit. But this one guy, Rodney, was like, nope, come over here. 
my name is Rodney. Like, I'm your barber for now on. Nice. Like, w- what do you want? And I was like, in, in a matter of an hour, I learned about where he's from, his kids. He learned about me, why I was in San Francisco and all this stuff. And it made me realize, like, if you're going to a barber just to get a haircut, you're going to the wrong barber. Yeah, right? You're going to the wrong barber. Because your barber should be, you know, a thought partner. He should be... You know, the, he should know what's going on inside and out and give you advice to make you a better man, you know? And when I met you, and I've been going to you for now three years, like, that's what I saw in you, and that's why I continue to go to the chop shop every time I need a haircut. No, I, I appreciate that, man, because it's exactly what I set up to do. You know, not like not like as a business angle. That's just why I was like, nah, barbering's good for me, because I love to help people. And before I was really cutting hair, I always – was the guy that everybody came to with their issues and problems. And, you know, I, a couple of my friends told me I was wise, you know, you're, you're wise counsel, you know, and that's, that's why it's on, that's, that's on my business card. It's, you know, on my personal business card, you know, not the shop, but, you know, it says master barber and wise counsel. That's what I like, I like to, it's true. Up and it's not an angle. I don't use it as an angle. It's just, it's not a gimmick. It's just, that's who I am. And I get to be sort of a counselor mentor uh teacher and like always a student um a protege all behind the chair and and that's a special sort of thing i don't there's not a lot of jobs that do that a lot of occupations or i hate to call it a job like a craft it's not there's not a lot of craft that that does that and uh it's really if you want to really break it down if you want to get down to the very root of that that's why i was like all right i need to start talking about this a lot (laughs) <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. just why I started making no. videos and why I started, you know, I think um, earlier, like year, two years ago, when I started making a lot of videos with advice, like life advice on my Instagram page, it was, it was the right heart, but it wasn't the right avenue. It was a little too soon almost. And then I tried making videos and the videos are good and I still get a lot of pub on those and it's fun. But this, this podcast thing starting to make sense to me because it's like, I like to talk. I mean, I'm talking all day, you know, so this yeah. makes sense. Yeah, man, you know, when, when you told me about it and I, I I was like, you know, I thought, you know, I can't believe you haven't done this a year or two years ago. You know, this is so up your wheelhouse and up your alley and, and so you that, you know, I'm I'm happy for you that you're doing it. But also I'm thinking to myself, like, Jesus Christ, why hasn't he done this <laughs> earlier? <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm slow. I'm so, well, you know what it is too. Is that, you're busy. No, you're busy. Don't yeah, apologize. No, I'm not, you're busy. No, I, I'm busy. <laughs> I'm trying everything, and uh, and you know, I remember Gary Vaynerchuk talking about find your medium. You know, it maybe it's writing. You know, and I, I did writing a lot. I had different blogs, and and I wrote for a couple of different online magazines, and it was really just not fun. It was so painful, and I really wanted to be such a great writer because I wanted to be seen as a Jack Kerouac. All right. You know, as even though yeah. he was a complete uh, drug addict, like I thought Jerry Stahl was just one of the most interesting people in the world. I don't know if you know who that is, but he uh, he wrote um, most of the episodes of Alf. <laughs> yeah, um, he, he was <laughs> he uh, he wrote for Hustler. He wrote for a lot of um, um, weird magazines, but his writing is really interesting and poignant. And um, there's a movie called I think it's called Permanent Midnight. Jerry um, Jerry Stiller, Ben Stiller plays him. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah, really? it's actually a really good movie. But anyway, I digress. We'll get into movies later because that's what we we got to do. That. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, man. I, I really lost my train on that. Oh, just finding my medium. And uh, and then this Anchor podcast, this Anchor app comes out. And I'm like, oh, so I, I get it. It was like, at first, it was like mini casts. Like, you do like five minutes. I'm like, sweet. Yeah. So I'm going to blast out a five minute thought. I'm going to put it out there. And when I put it out there, it got like 160 plays. And like, from the time I can record it to the time I woke up. And like, somebody from Anchor hit me up, like, whoa, this is awesome. <laughs> I was like, oh, no shit. All right. So let's, let's keep going with this. And then I started doing like a weekly barber thing, like a blurb, like something that happened in the shop today. And then, um, again, I got an email from Anchor this time saying, hey, this is pretty unique material for Anchor. You know, we want to feature it on like who to follow when people sign up. I'm like, please, absolutely. And they're like, all right, well, anything you need from us, let us know. And then, of course, once something's going good, I quit doing it because I'm just in. I'm of course. Honestly, yeah. That, that makes sense. And then I'm like, you know what? Like, there's so many different aspects, and and it really comes from when I talk to like Nick at the shop, who you know, you know Nick. And um, yep. When I start talking to him, all these ideas start flowing. So I'm like, word, okay, got it. Got to have guests, <laughs> you know. And once I've had guests, it's just been super fun. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, what I think. You know, I, I've been you. You look, you look through your plays, and you look through your descriptions. You know, I've, I've, and I've, I've listened to the last couple, and I've listened to your your first few too. And you know, you can you can see a progression there of someone who's just getting more comfortable with with just your your medium, like you said. And and I and I'm and I'm I'm happy for you that you're doing this. And you know, I can't wait to see what uh, what comes from it, man. Yeah, thank you, man. So here, so here's a weird question for you. Sure. Why are you so nice? <laughs> like, like why? Like, <laughs> you're like you're super generous, and you, you yeah, like you're, like you're complimenting me right now. But like in general, like there's been like I think last time I cut you at the time before, I'm like, all right, hey, did you want money for all this advice you're giving me? Like I'm confused. Like I'm not used to <laughs> helping me. Like you're like, hey, you know, write down top seven things that are holding your business back. I do that. You're like, all right go into all these things and answer all these questions i do that you're like all right cool now do this and i'm like why like why are you helping me like so in other words i know i've started to learn why you're helping me but like what what yeah. is it about your life and about life you know, that you've realized that this is something that you like that you want to do help me or help anybody yeah i think i think you look you 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 get those reflection points in your life and you look back and you know i think the people who've i think First of all, I think we've all hit that point, whether you're 18, 25, 30, 45, 60, that you realize that you don't want people in your life that are just assholes or that are parasites or don't give you the joy or love that you give them, right? Right. It just happens. It's bound to happen, right? Some people do it later in life. And I think working in, I know you worked in the restaurant business. I worked in retail for a while and you get to a point where you will meet the people and the best kind of people. And at the end of the day, you will always remember the interactions that you've had with the best kind of people and how you've changed their day or their week or their month. Mm -hmm. And you really, you really forget about the assholes. Like you'll, you'll have, you know, one or two stories, right? But it's those people that are genuine and they care and um, they have a mutual respect for you that you have for them that actually give you that peace of mind and that joy that say, okay, there are some good people in the world, yeah. you know? And my, 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 my father, 
and uh, my uncle are two guys in my life that have always been the most generous people. Even if they didn't have a lot to give, they always had something to say. And it was never negative. It was positive. So, you know, I, I feel like maybe I'm following in their footsteps. But it's like, if you can find someone like our relationship and when I met you, our friendship, you know, it's like, if I find someone that I know is a good person that wants to do good things and I have maybe a thought or two that could get them on a good track, then why wouldn't I share yeah. that, you know? Yeah. Well, so that's, that's interesting. That's good, man, because that's what, what I'm hearing is that, you know, you've seen it play out in a good way in your, in your dad and your uncle's life. And so it's not a scary thing for you. I think some people have these thoughts and they want to be nice, but like, eh. If I do that, I'm probably just going to get screwed over. Or, yeah, I tried to help somebody one time, but, you know, blah, blah, blah happened. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. And it's those people that you feel bad, that you honestly feel bad for. It's like, I mean, like you feel bad that they're, they're, they've had so many of those interactions in their life that are just so negative that that's what it becomes. Yeah. You know, it's a, like everything's gl- glass half full. And don't tell me wrong. Like I can be an asshole at times. Right. And sometimes, you know, we all have those days, but at the end of it, it's like, you know, I, I respect you and I respect your shop. So when I come in and we, we talk about life and we talk about business and we talk about everything, mm-hmm. right? Like you, you give me words of wisdom and I give you, you know, my thoughts and musings as well. And that's why, you know, that's why people should look for those kind of relationships in their life. Yeah. You know? I agree with that, man. It's been a, it's been a funky year for me around that. Just, you know, kind of telling people I've known for a long time, like, man, I mean, I'm not saying we're enemies, but I, there's really no need to, like, hang out. You know, like, no need yeah. to call each other, like, we're on different paths. Like, I'm trying to build, and if we can't build, then I can't spend the time with you. And it's not – it's such a hard thing for me because I hate disappointing people and I hate making people feel bad or feeling sure. like they did anything wrong because it's not necessarily something you did wrong. It's just, look, man, this ain't working, you know? And there's some people that just, you know, I had to check that were just not being truthful or, you know, putting me in weird positions, uh, you know, like just, you know, say like asking for help for the same thing over and over again. Yeah. It's like, man, you know what? Uh, and actually I had Kill on a couple episodes. He was talking. He had the best advice. Like sometimes those people, I literally record the conversation on my phone and then I just play it back from it. I said, that's all, you know, I got, I'm not going to waste my this. I'll send you yeah. the file. You can listen. To it. Yeah. I remember, I remember him saying that he was an awesome dude, you know, like that's a guy, that's a guy that you want in your life. And that's a guy that I would love to meet and sit down one day and have a cup of coffee and just listen yeah. to him, you know, and just, he's got so much to give and he's that type of person that will give and give. And, and it's up to you to, to realize that like what he's giving you and the advice he's giving you is great, sound, yeah. honest advice, you know, absolutely find find more people like him, you know, yeah. like if, if you're, if you're listening and you have people in your life that are like, you know what, you know, who should I be around? It's people like that, that are like that. That's who I want to associate myself with. Yeah. And, 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 and if, if you can't identify the parasite in your life, you might be one. <laughs> That's the, yeah. I think, I think, you know, in the, in the last couple of years, you know, is, you know, you call them competencies or morals or whatever you want to call them. But like, I think self-knowledge is one of the best skills that you can have, but one of the most ones that people don't want to approach, yeah. you know, self, self-reflection is hard, man. Super. You know, it's one of the, 
one of the, the one of the hardest things you could ever do. But once you can, when a problem arises and looking at yourself first as being what could I have done better or differently before putting the blame on somebody else is invaluable and would be is one of the best things you can you can start learning in life you know i agree i agree i you know i talk a lot about well i should i don't know if i talk about a lot but i feel like i talk about a lot you know i did the sterling men's weekend uh retreat back in 2014 and that was the first time you know part of it is to have somebody who's gotten to know you over the last couple days hold a mirror in front of you you know yeah and tell you what they see and sometimes it's really cool because you can get perhaps you didn't see yourself that way i don't know why i just said perhaps Mm -hmm. i'm feeling very (laughs) i'm feeling very very dainty (laughs) right now uh you know there there might be something about yourself that you didn't even realize right like like um you know you you're thinking yourself as uh you know a hobbit but you're actually the king you know what i'm saying like and yeah. they see it in you. But there's other things where, you know, you didn't realize that you're really just a bullshitter. Everything you say is bullshit. You don't follow through with anything. And you think you do because you trick, we trick ourselves. But, so, yeah. you know, so to add to what you said, if you if you do have a good friend, if you do have somebody who you trust or who you know is not saying stuff to make themselves feel better or make you feel like crap, you know, it's a hard thing to do, but if you ask them, I guarantee it'll be a better day tomorrow because you'll be like, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not saying it to you directly. I'm saying it to the listener, period. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and the thing, too, is that, like, everyone finds it, – it's, it's, it's finding that path, you know, whether that's, you know, through church or that's through a men's group or that's through, like, even a business group. It, it's, it's finding like-minded people that you can be around that will – make you a better person absolutely and that's and that when i'm around that when i'm around that i feel like everything's gonna be okay (laughs) you know what i mean like not that i'm like not that i'm in a mayday situation ever but it always comes back to that i i like that kanye quote is like because you know my life's dope and i do dope shit you know what i mean (laughs) you know i i don't know if you've heard that story yep chappelle was telling uh Story, I think it was on Jimmy Fallon about the time he was hanging out with Kanye listening to Common's new album. And he's like, yeah, I'm over here at Chappelle and Common listening to this. And I'm like, why? Because my life's dope and I do dope shit. <laughs> and, but, yeah. Yeah. That's how, yeah. I like that a lot. Like when my wife and I just find like a cool restaurant or, you know, my wife owns her own business too. She's a phenomenal hairstylist. She owns a, a, just an unbelievable salon. Like she blows me out of the water with style <laughs> and elegance and you. You know, you and I talk about branding a lot. Like, she's such a natural, it pisses me off. Like, she didn't even mean to. She, like, accidentally, <laughs> accidentally perfectly branded her salon. You know what I mean? Like, accidentally, yeah. like, got the nicest space. And, they got you know, it's just, it's just so, she's just awesome. She's the. And, and, and that goes into, like, something that, I mean, it, it loops into this. And it's kind of like one of those other, you know, aspects of your life is that, you know, I worked for Apple for a long time and I remember, you know, trying to make go up in the ranks and get promoted and promoted and promoted. And I had a boss that was like, you know, I'd always be like, well, you know, the brand itself, you know, we have to do A, B and C and D. And he's like, oh, of course, that's the brand we have to have those standards and we have to do it. And he goes, but what about your personal brand? And I'm like, 
personal brand. What do you, what do you mean? I'm, I'm an employee. And it's like, well, no, like you have to conduct yourself and communicate in a way that once you leave here and you're outside these four walls that like you are going to be your own man and your own brand. And, and what is that going to look like? Mm. You know, you know, and I think a, a lot of the times, especially with, with business owners, you know, as a person that does design and does photography and works with people that, you know, are, are, are getting into that realm of, okay, you know, like I want to establish something. It's like, okay, well, you're going to have your morals and your ethics that your brand is going to go by. But like, also aside from that is like, what are you trying to represent? And are they, are they mutually exclusive or are they not? Cause I know a lot of people who run businesses that, you know, you meet them outside the four walls of their shop or their store or their whatever. And you're like, yeah, I can see how you run that store, but like you are, a com- you're a completely different person, you know? So I think, I think trying to build that brand, whether that's your business brand or your personal brand is, is huge because that's how people are going to get, you know, their, their first taste or their interaction with you is, is how you represent yourself. Right. How you show up, you know, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Big time, man. And, and, you know, it took me a long time, you know, mid thirties to really learn that as a person. Um, and I, you know, the, like the the shop being successful, it's one of the best things that could ever happen to me because it, it gave me tremendous confidence, but it also taught me um, thing like how, why other things didn't work out. Cause I got yeah. it this time. Like, okay, this is working. Okay. Oh, now in retrospect, you know, hindsight's 2020, as they say, that's mm-hmm. why like my music career didn't work out because I didn't properly brand myself, market myself or, um, really do anything that would <laughs> that would help me get somewhere. I was uh, waiting to be discovered, right? So yeah. with the that ha- that happens one out of ten million people, exactly. you know. And I'm not I'm not that kind of cat. Man. I'm not lucky like that. I'm I'm lucky in many ways, but I'm not a lottery winner. So um, you know, with the shop, it had to work. Like there's no, it had to work. Like it had to work. Yeah. So. I made sure people knew who I was. Mm-hmm. And and then that's the biggest difference. You know what I mean? Like like branding yeah. aside, like there wasn't gonna really be a way for you to go online or walk around Milford, Massachusetts without you hearing, seeing or find out something about the chop shop. It wasn't gonna happen. You know? Yeah. And maybe that's because of the pressure, it's... like we you know, found out, you know, Alicia was pregnant the night before we opened and you know, and you <laughs> know, I wanted to make some changes in my life for a long time. And it was kind of all kind of crescendo to this thing. And, but yeah, so you really got to conduct yourself in a way like, uh, what am I trying to say? You need to act as if, right. There's that phrase. Like you need to, like, if you want to manage something, then you need to act like the manager, you know? Yeah. You know, I know like my 48 laws of power, people will be like, Hey, well, wait a minute. You know, you know, you don't want to outshine the master, and I'm not saying that, you know. But mm-hmm. if you're showing up late and showing up high and all that stuff, then you're probably not really. Getting... No, you're just hurting your own <laughs> brand, man. You know, it's the same. It's the same way. It's like, you know, why did you fire X? Why did you fire B person? It's like, well, 
his personal brand was horrible. You know, like what, why, why, why would you want to work with someone who conducted themselves in a way like that? Not only did it not represent the brand, right. But he was just, he just wasn't a, he's probably a great person. You know, he's probably a good person, but at the end of the day, like, like you said, showing late, not caring for customers, not doing X, Y, and Z, not cleaning up at the end of the night. Like, why would you want that around? It's just going to make your life more stressful. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt, you know, the company at the bottom line. And, and why would you want to, you know, be around a person that's like that? Right. You know? Right. And if you do want to be around a person like that, well, then maybe you should reevaluate your personal brand because I bet you that sucks too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, but, but you know what, Jake, a lot of people don't want to hear that, you right. know? No one's ever had that tough conversation with them, you know, and maybe it's a blessing that we've, you know, that, that I've had that conversation with a person and maybe it's, you know, tough that it happened when they were 28 years old, but at the end of the, at the, end of the day, like, you know, someone's got to tell you, call a spade a spade. Right. That's very rare. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if you can find that friend, then, then, then latch on. I, you know, I got, yep. I got two very close friends that are like that, that are very up front with me when I'm acting out of sorts, but they're doing it out of love. Yeah. It's not exactly. like I need you to be this way for me. You know what I mean? It's like, Hey bro, do you ever notice this? Like, I feel like you, you know, this would be a lot better yep. if you did this or, and I think that our conversations that we started having, had I, if we had these conversations when I was like 28, I'd have been like, yo, this dude's crazy. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I, like I'm not willing to look at that stuff. Like, you know, I'm not, you know, what what person, unless they're ready to learn, is going to sit there and go, um, well, here's what's wrong with my business to somebody. You know what I mean? Like, like just just being asked that question when I was young, even when I was 33, 34, would have offended me. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now I understand. It's like, okay, wait a minute. No, not everything's, not everything's perfect. Yeah, take a step back and, and, and go with it. Take a fresh perspective and a fresh lens. Wipe everything off and say, okay, if I get high enough above all this shit and take a look at it as an outsider, what do I yeah. see? Because the things that you see are going to be the things that your customer or your fan base or whatever it is, you know, your future clientele are going to see too, you know? And if you can't address that head on, then you're just you're just kicking the can down the road you know what i mean you're just delaying the inevitable yeah exactly man and and it's a you know i call that like that negative feedback loop you're just like you're stuck in this loop just yep. going around and around and you know i've, I've mentioned it in a couple of previous podcasts you know when i you know our conversations were coming in the same time right before right after i broke my shoulder up what was it i can't remember when when we started having these real conversations about really taking the chop shop to the next level. But yeah. Anyway, when I, when I did, when I did um, dislocate my shoulder, it made me really look at everything, made me really understand. And um, I, it, because I'm willing to be positive and willing to look at things, I think this could, could very well be like a before and after date in my business world, you know, in my business history, you know, <laughs> Yeah, there was exactly. before the shoulder injury and after the shoulder injury. When I had to sit there and really look at stuff, and be like, "Wow, this is actually this sucks." <laughs> you know, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks, and this sucks. These are good, and that's cool. Yeah, but it, it, that's a huge point too. Is also like 
as much as the things that I want to change or could do better, also, comma, look at all these things that I'm doing so well, you know, and why are those things well? And what, what hasn't translated from this category into this other category? It's all about the positive spin. Like you said, like if you can, if you can have that lens and understand what can be better, then it will always be better. It can't, I mean, it it can, like, you know what I mean? Like there's always, if you, if you stop having forward momentum and you always think that you're the best at something, then what's the fucking point? What's the point? You know what I mean? If that's the point, you might as well just wash your hands and then just say, you know what? Screw it. I'm done. Yeah, you know? just kill yourself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. But like, you know, what's the point? Like, it, 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 there's always room for improvement and people need to realize that. No matter what stage in their life they're in, there's always room for improvement. I agree 100%. I, it it kind of reminds me of when people, you know, when I first opened up, there was only a couple of those shops in town. And then after a while, there was a lot of shops in town. And every time one opens, somebody asked me, hey, did you see the competition down the street? How do you feel about that? And I was like, I love it. Like, what? They're like, what? Yeah. Like, I love competition. You know? Yep. And to bring it back to a Q-tip line from, uh, I believe it's uh, low-end theory, he's like, competition's good. It brings out the vital parts. You know? <laughs> it's, that's, it's, that's so, it's so truthful, you know? There has to be competition, you know? It, it, it's the only way that you're going to push yourself to be better. Yeah, I want it. Let's bring it on. All right, let's switch yep. switch gears a little bit because I okay. really want to talk about should I go see it? Um, yeah. That, oh, my, the podcast that, that, is the that. perfect length. It's it's. I mean, do you, are you guys? So here's my question: Are you guys really going yeah. to see all these movies in a theater like when they come out? No, please. I mean, I I so this started. Bill started this. My buddy Bill George started this. Uh, uh, a couple of years ago, and he 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 got like a a blog website that allowed you to do you know entry after entry, and he started doing these reviews that was literally a one sentence review. It was a yes or no, and then a sentence why it was either or. Okay. So when I first started at Apple, and we got we became good friends, you know, we I'd go see a movie, he'd go see a movie, we talked about it, you know, and. And all these people, dude, he would come in the door like on a Saturday morning after Friday release and he'd have people lined up in the manager's <laughs> office. Hey, did you did you see X, Y, and Z? And he'd be like, yep. I mean, this dude sees more movies than you could ever wow. imagine. But the thing that makes this podcast and that website so successful is that like if you go online to other movie review websites or you listen to other movie podcasts – it's like an hour and a half prose about, you know, the lighting and how the sound design and act two sounded right, like right. shit. No, no, no other. So what he said is like, why, why can't I create a review site that's for the everyman that like if you and your wife wanted to go out to a movie, right? Dinner in a movie. Mm-hmm. Is it worth getting a babysitter, right? And, and, and going out and spending your time to watch something. Right. That's it. So uh, we, we kind of, we, we bopped around the idea for a few weeks and you said, you know what, like, why don't we take that and uh, make it a podcast? So being true to the form of a quick review, we try to do every episode in under eight minutes. Yeah. You know, we do a, a quick synopsis. We talk about, you know, the, the acting, other movies like that, other movies you should see instead. Uh, we do a couple of funny bonus episodes here and there that are just off the wall ridiculous. And, we just try to keep it light and fun and do something that everyone 
even if you watch, you know, the occasional movie on Netflix, that you could pick it up, listen to an episode and decide, you know, should it, is it worth going and seeing the theaters? Should I see it when it's on HBO or should I just skip it all together and just move on? Right. With my life? <laughs> that's exactly how I, that's how, that's how I look, look at I'm like, well, that's a good one to see in the theater. Like I really wanted to see Black Panther in the theater because it's special effects and all that. But uh, realistically, I don't have time. So hopefully yeah. when it gets on uh, one of these streaming sites, I'll be able to check it out. Exactly. You know, and in, in the, in the, uh, We've had some pretty positive results so far, and uh, we got a pretty solid fan base going on. We just surpassed a thousand um, subscribers on Instagram, a thousand followers oh, that's on Instagram. Awesome. Yeah, dude. So we're um, we're we're having fun with it, and we're keeping it light. And uh, dude, it just it's an enjoyable it's an enjoyable thing. But it, it goes back to you know the point we talked about earlier is um, you know how can you how can you see a problem or, or something that's been well-established and come at it at a different angle? And, you know, Bill, I'll give Bill all the credit in the world that he created kind of this review template that just works. And we were able to spin it off pretty well into a podcast that, you know, everyone can just listen to an episode or two on the way to work or waiting for the train and, and give them some, you know, good information and hopefully some comic relief, uh, to make their day go a little bit, uh, a little bit smoother and a little bit happier. Good, that's it. I liked, I liked that the lens you had was, should I get a babysitter and go out and see this movie or not? Like that's all, that's all people really want to know. You know. That's it, man. I just followed you on. Uh, I just found you guys and followed that, so that's good. And you have one thousand and seven now. Oh, thanks, man. You're welcome. Appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> no biggie. So yeah, Bill. Bill Bill sees every single movie, um, and Great. so literally every single movie. And um, I'm basically like his color commentary guy. Is that I uh, I ask him questions most of the time. I just push his buttons to get him pissed off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we just have a we just have a fun time. So keep on movies. What is? Do you have a favorite movie? Do you have a top five? Do you have a top three? Like where? Sometimes I ask guys that are movie fanatics. I'm like, what's your favorite movie? They're like, bro, you're like top 100. I'm like, all right. And then other guys, I'm like, you know, what's your top 20? Like 20? Jesus, I don't know. I got, you know, I'll give you my top three. <laughs> so, where are you at with that? If I could, ha- so me and Bill joke about this all the time because. He, he won't, he'll give you, he won't, yeah, he's like in that camp. Like he'll give you like a top 10 or we'll, we'll do like our favorite action movies or drama mm-hmm. movies. Um, so to be honest with you, a movie that I can watch seven days out of the week and never get bored that I think is almost a perfect film throughout is Goodfellas. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's just one of those movies that, I mean, it's Scorsese. I mean, it's paced amazingly. It's shot amazingly everything about it the whole story if i don't care about special effects i don't care about whatever if the story isn't there then it's not worth the watch you know um so i'm a huge scorsese fan um i'm a huge quentin tarantino fan um damien chazelle an up-and-coming director he did um this film called whiplash have you heard of whiplash whiplash was a masterpiece i mean that was that was his freshman movie was Whiplash, wow. and to follow that up with La La Land as a sophomore film is he's just a talent that not a lot of people um, not a lot of people can do. 
you know? Yeah. Um, um, there's a couple people coming up now and there's a couple cool production studios um, uh, that are, that are making their ranks that are created some phenomenal films over the last two years. It's called like studio a 24. They've done like this movie called the witch they've done. Oh, okay. Um, I heard about that. Yeah. They just had a movie called eighth grade that just came out. Like they're like really not really indie. Cause I don't think that, anyone nowadays can kind of pick up a film and pick up a camera and, and direct something good, but they're a solid um, company that they're, they're just pumping out some amazing films right now. So, um, you know, a 24 check them out They're They're, they're coming up with some great stuff. Yeah, man. I, I, I always picture like my favorite movie based on if I was in jail and had to watch one movie, every day for the rest of my life, you know, what would it be? You know? And I, I always come back to the big Lebowski, the something. Yeah. I mean, obviously everybody likes it. And it's a cult classic and all stuff, but I don't know if it's just because of where I was at in my life when I found that movie. I don't know what it is about that movie, but I just have a connection to it. That's ridiculous. and never gets old, you know? Yeah. And everybody has that, whether that's like a movie you know, there's albums that will come on shuffle that I'll listen to and like it instantly transports you back to, you know, almost the day that you heard it or a day that it was in the background and something big happened in your life. Absolutely. You know? And and those are those moments, those, those pinnacle moments that, that you'll remember. And it's it's crazy that it's associated with like a movie or a scene or a song or a track. And it, it's crazy how pop culture kind of has that you know, effect. Yeah, it's a lasting, it's a little, and that's, and that's what I've started to realize too. We're getting back to the barbershop a little bit. When I'm hiring people now, I'm asking them last couple of people I've hired. I'm like, I asked them like what their favorite songs are, what their favorite artists are, like what, what what's their favorite movie? <laughs> because I'm starting to realize that what you like is going to tell me a lot about what you are like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, that's, that's it, huge, man. If that's you big. Don't, for instance, if you think Dumb and Dumber is the stupidest movie ever made and you hate it, then you're probably not going to fit into good. I'm not saying you don't. That's not your opinion. I mean, that's you can say whatever you want, but that movie gets quoted a lot. Super Troopers yep. gets quoted <laughs> a lot, and if you don't know yep. what we're talking about, you're going to feel like an outsider. So I don't want to even put you through it. Like if you never seen, yeah. this is your homework. If you want to get down, you know, watch Super Trooper. <laughs> watch, you know. You know, some Godfather stuff, I always, you know, a lot of people don't know Godfather stuff, uh, at least. Well, because I've hired some, some everybody's so much younger than they. Young, yeah. yeah, the young they kids. They pick it up. But, um, yeah, so going back to movies real quick, did you see the Florida Project? Yeah, I gave it a yes. Bill gave it a I, no. I, I love that movie, and it was so brutal. It was like watching a car crash. It was like, I, I kept forgetting that it was a scripted movie. And I think that's why I liked it so much. Like anytime there was a scene with Willem Dafoe, I'm like, "Holy shit, this is a movie I forgot." Like, yeah, <laughs> like other than yeah, that, it was so realistic and so awful. It's... You know the best, the best part of that film. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because yeah, it was, it was, it was um, one of my top films for last year. But um, you know, anytime that they were like outside of the hotel area and a kid would walk by, there would always be like some sort of like Disney thing in the background, yeah. like 
either the tickets or you could see the park in the way background and it has that like that like juxtaposition between like these kids that will never have that you know they'll never they'll never get to experience that based on you know the actions of their parent or the position they've been put in not because they meant to be there but just because that's how the the chips fell yeah, you man. know and i remember noticing that for the first time and i was like holy shit like that's that's crazy that's crazy yeah, that a good job with those kids those, those same kids that made tangerine right like they i don't yes I don't, they don't yeah. think they shot Florida Project on iPhones, though, did they? I, I, no, I didn't no, 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 no. I didn't no. think they did. But, yeah, I mean, it's, like, super rich, like, surroundings and, and, like, you know, scenes where, like, everything was colorful and bright. The thing I kept feeling of that is that they were so close to Disney. They're so close to basically what? paradise for every kid. And they're, they're right outside the wall. But they're never gonna get in. Kind of like what you said. Like they yeah, I just kept yeah. thinking about that. They're like, you're right there. Like you could just go get a job there. That place, I'm sure, it pays good. But you're not, and you won't. You're, you're never gonna make it. You know that was. But then on the flip side too is that like these kids like left at their own devices. They they find a way to have fun. You know they, that that like that that innocence of a child. Yeah. Like no matter where you put them. Or like I said, how the chips fall, they're gonna find a way to still be kids, which kind of gives you that little bit of hope. But yeah, man, that movie was crushing. Yeah, I liked it a lot. My wife came downstairs, like forget why she had already fallen asleep. Oh, you know, she fell asleep on the couch. My bed. That's what it was. And she got up and she's like, "What are you watching?" And I'm like, "You have to watch this." And she like sat and she was like glued to the screen. And yeah. she's like, "I really yep. can't have to go to bed." But like maybe we'll watch it tomorrow night. I'm like, I'll watch it again. You know, we never did. We never <laughs> did get to watch it again. But um, you know, there's. It's been so since I had kids. I've been to the theater unless it was a kids movie. I've been to the theater to watch an adult movie once. <laughs> oh my god! Oh yeah, my since god. I had kids, and I went to go see um, Moonrise Kingdom, which great was film. Uh, great film. Yeah, I, 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 I just love. Wes Anderson movies, man. That's, so that's like like Scorsese and Tarantino. I love them. But Wes Anderson, I feel like he grew up in my family. <laughs> like, like not, not like in my house with my brother and my sister with the same parents, but like within my family. Like the humor in that is so much. Like I got like my cousins on one side. I got like five cousins on one side. And the humor is so smart and subtle and so sarcastic. And yep. so rip like will rip you to shreds in two words, but still love the <laughs> hell out of you. Yeah, and he not only is the dialogue amazing, but he builds like these worlds that are like so familiar yet so I guess distant at the same time. Yeah, they don't exist anymore. That like, but they feel really familiar. That's exactly what it is, man. You know, and, it's crazy. And, and you know, one of the things I heard him say in an interview was like. Or maybe it was a commercial or something he did. He's like, I, I like to find the imperfections in beauty. And I like to find the beauty in the imperfections. You know, and, and yeah. it, it makes a lot of sense. But, you know, Royal Tenenbaum's, like, the character of Royal Tenenbaum, um, Hackman's character, is my grandfather. Rest in peace. He passed away in, like, 05 <laughs> or 06 he passed away. Jeez, I should know that. And, uh. Just the same guy. He doesn't know really? any other way. Like, he wants to be around yeah. you, 
but he's so hard to be around. And someday I'll riff about the man because I loved him dearly. He was a terror to my dad and his sisters, you know, on, on many abusive levels. So it's not fun to talk about with them, you know, and because he hurt so many people. But I thought he was the funniest guy in the world. Like he was yeah, out of his mind, man. Like he had me, he had me making gin and tonics when I was like eight for him. You know what I mean? And like <laughs> he, had a, he had a pet monkey. He had a pet monkey named Chi Chi. What? And a lifetime subscription of Playboy, which he left out constantly, even though he knew his, <laughs> you know, prepubescent grandsons were coming over. He just thought it was just funny to see us not be able to read. Them. Oh, my. You know, he's just. That's too funny, man. Not just ripping butts all the time, always making up just cockamamie <laughs> stories that never happened. You know, it's... And the, 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 the thing about that, too, is that, like, when people. I think that's a lot of my respect for for movie making comes from is that a lot of these directors who are also writers, like they're building these worlds for you that are so in depth and so lifelike for an hour and a half that that's nothing less than masterful to be able to not only write those characters and that dialogue, but then also build a world that they live into that make you feel connected to them. That, that's, that's a skill, man, that is, is insane yeah. to think it's, about. I agree. It's like a language. That's what I finally realized about script writing. I try to write a bunch of different scripts. <laughs> and I've always wanted to be creative, right, outside of, like, making money, cutting hair is creative. But when I go yeah. home, I work on stuff, whatever it is. So anyway, I realized just recently, like, you know, the reason I had a tough time writing scripts is because I don't speak that language. I don't know how to make mm. you feel something by describing the way a building looks. I don't speak yeah. that language. You know, it just it's, I'm, I'm too literal and too direct. Like maybe I could write like a short story, but you know, like writing's not really my thing. This, you know, voice, like I, again, back to my, the medium, this is kind of my thing. It works well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, man. So, um, what else? I was just going to say, oh, what was we just, I had a good <laughs> thought there too. And I got, I lost it. You son of a bitch. It's my fault. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, movies are great. Movies I used are great. to crush at least one movie a day, every day, forever. And then just got too busy with the shop and the family. And and it really, and realistically, it started to become more of an addiction than like a, like a commitment. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like yeah. I was super committed to watching these movies so I could like learn something from them. I just like, I didn't know what to do after work. I didn't know. I didn't know how to relax. Yeah, you just you just did it, yeah. On the flip side, though, is a person that now talks about movies frequently and 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 sees a good part of them. Um, you just you you watch it. I mean, there are all I'll still get enjoyment out of a movie. Don't get me wrong, but there's this critical lens that I feel like is always on when I watch a movie now. That is, it's kind of hard to shut. Ah, You know. And that and that's something that I I miss. You know, it's just probably the same thing with you. Like if you go on your feed looking at you know, at other dudes' cuts, you probably are like, oh, look at that cut. That's a great cut. Look at that. He missed X, Y, and Z. You yeah. Know? Uh, yeah. You know. It's, you know what really kicks in for me is in, in the restaurants. It's so hard to relax yeah. and enjoy my meal because I'm like, oh, I wouldn't have done that. Or yeah, I could tell. You know, like one time my wife got this really dried up ravioli. I'm like. Hey, you know what? I think this might just been left in the window a little too long. Um, is there any way you can just retoss this with a new sauce? And the girl looked at me like, "Huh? Are you yeah, my I'm boss?" 
like, that's how it looks. I'm like, all right, well, can she order something else? Because this, is, this isn't right. And, yeah. And then, yeah. then she kept trying to make up a story. I'm like, eh, I understand what you're saying, but I just, I really think that this isn't how it's supposed to look. I don't think this restaurant would serve food that looks like this. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was probably like, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go yeah. fix that. <laughs> they, they fixed it, but uh, you know, that's I can't. I'm like, oh my god, why didn't they? Why did they put the drinks over there? Why, <laughs> you know? Like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You get that, I can see that, that critical being an eye. issue. Yeah. I just. Yeah. You know, there, I I used to get really fulfilled from movies, and I think that's what it is. I used to there's there's like a rejuvenation that would happen after I saw a really great movie, and you know, quite frankly, I don't have the time for it now, man. I. I I sit down, I'm like, I think the Florida project, I stayed up because it was so riveting to me at the time, but for the most part, I watch it in pieces. Like, Super Troopers 2 came out, I had to watch that in pieces, you know? Like, yeah. I laugh my ass off both times, but it's like, eventually I fall asleep. You're too I'm busy, tired. man. I've been up, hey, I've been up since yeah. 4. <laughs> you know, I've been up since 4, it's 10.30 now. It's like, a long day. Yeah. But, I get the hustle going. <laughs> so, all right, man. So tell people where they can find you, your photography. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, like I said, I, uh, I, um, I, I spe- specialize in, in portrait photography. Uh, you can find me at uh, ajrebecchi.com, R E B E C C H I. And uh, Instagram is just at aj.rebecchi, my last name. Uh, and then you can find the podcasts on the Apple Podcasts app. It's called Should I Go See It? And uh, on Instagram at Should I Go See It as well. Perfect, man. Well, you know, this will be the first of many uh, guest appearances on here because we always seem to just vibe and get it going. And um, I, would say, yeah, dog. <laughs> I was talking with Nick today. I'm like, yeah, I'm having – oh, your brother came in the shop today. I'm like, yeah, your brother's going to be on. And Nick's like – so you got AJ from Philly, and then you got AJ. I'm like, yeah, I didn't think of that. I got back-to-back AJ. People don't get yeah. confused. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they will. I think it'll be. <laughs> I think it'll be pretty easy to the difference. Yeah, um, exactly. Well, I appreciate you having me on, man. And uh, every time we talk, um, I look forward to it. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very grateful for uh, for being on. Absolutely, brother. All right. Well, I will talk to you soon. Have a good night. To uh, right, everybody man. else out there, you know where to find me and um, keep in touch. I've been getting a lot of great emails. I really appreciate the feedback. Um, I want some negative feedback, man. I know that sounds ridiculous, but please, in the conversations we just had, you know, I'm ready. Like, <laughs> tell me what sucks about this podcast, and, and I will and I will do my best to incorporate and fix it because I want to be the best. All right. So, all right. Until next time, everybody have a great night. I'll talk to you later.